on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk. We'll begin, <clears throat> excuse me, with the Irish Times, which has an interview with a Minister for Integration, Roderick O'Gorman. The headline is Ukrainians need support to return home. And he is saying that Ireland should support Ukrainians to return to their war-torn country by rebuilding infrastructure and paying for travel back there. <clears throat> so there's a lot of talk about the Temporary Protection Directive, which is due to expire in March 2025. Minister Roger Gorman says there's a fundamental question for all EU member states that must be addressed urgently. And he told the Irish Times that while the directive might be extended with new legislation, the EU needed to decide its position on the millions of Ukrainians who will be living in member states once the current rules expire. So you can read more about that in the Irish Times. The front of the Irish Independent photograph of Brian Dobson. After 37 years, the time has come to move on. This being the news that the giant of news broadcasting, as he's described, Brian Dobson, has announced he will retire from RTE this April after 37 years. He's described as unflappable, serious-minded and a consummate newsman. The main story on the front of the Irish Independent, two doctors have been arrested by fraud squad detectives over an alleged conspiracy involving the overclaiming of more than €300,000 from the HSE. The GPs, one in his 40s, another in his 50s, allegedly submitted claims for two separate treatment types at the surgery they worked in, more than 60 times the national average number for these treatments. And we're told that the doctors are based in the midlands of the country. The Irish Daily Mail fiasco of Toy Show the Musical. RTE had an unrealistic expectation of ticket sales, says a damning report. No record of RTE board approving the event and convention centre was booked before it was signed off on. A report into RTE's Toy Show the Musical, which made losses of over €2 million, Euro, has found that there was no green light given by the RTE board for the venture, the report due to be published today, we understand by Minister, uh, by RT, you're going to publish it. Minister Catherine Martin also considering the findings of that report. The Irish Examiner has more on the Citizens' Assembly on drug use. It's up to politicians to take action, says Paul Reid. Politicians will need to show courage and leadership to oversee effective decriminalisation in the biggest shake-up of Ireland's drug laws in the history of the state. Paul Reid, chair of the Citizens' Assembly on Drug Use, has told the Irish Examiner today's report recommends a decriminalised model for anyone caught in possession of drugs for personal use while still keeping possession illegal under the law. Then the Irish Daily Star and the Mirror go with the same story. The headline on the Star, Armed and Ludicrous, and the headline on the Mirror, Crime Call. This is the news that a Garda could be facing the sack because he rushed to an armed incident in a squad car. GSOC are investigating because the man didn't have the required qualification for emergency responses. The GRA's Brendan O'Connor says members are now asking if they will be investigated should they answer a radio and respond to a serious incident. And the Irish son, Roy I'm Keen, FAI Keno. Roy Keane's bitter bust-up with former player John Walters means he'll never manage Ireland, insiders claim. Uh, Roy Keane has opened the door to a shock return to management uh, of Ireland, obviously, and uh, sources now say that the row between him and Jonathan Walters will forever count him out as the FAI home in on Lee Carsley as the next boss. 
And there's a survey in The Sun over half of Sun readers back Roy Keane for the job. But an insider says, I can't see him ever getting the Ireland job. More about that in The Sun. Inside the papers then, we've news in the Irish Independent of a granny who's going to do a skydive. This is uh, a grandmother is preparing for her first and last skydive to raise funds for victims of the war in Palestine. Mary MacDonnell, who's 75 years of age, will jump 10,000 feet over Clonbalogue in tandem with her son Michael next month. And their effort is an aid of two charities working in Gaza. And uh, Mary MacDonald says, I've never skydived and I can guarantee you I'll never do it again. I'm not good with heights. So it goes without saying I'm terrified of this. But what keeps me going is the people we're trying to raise money for. I think she'll love it. I did this skydive in Clombaloke before. Uh, it's terrifying when you have to jump out of the plane and they kind of have to push you out a little bit because it's so scary. But once you do it, uh, it's lovely and peaceful and calm. Uh, and I think she'll really, really enjoy it. So good luck to her and anyone else who's planning on doing a skydive at whatever age. Age, only a number. She's 75 and not a bother to her. The Telegraph tells us about TikTok. Children are using TikTok for more than two hours a day. Children who use the app spent an average of 127 minutes per day on it last year. That's a rise of 11% on the previous year. And it's almost doubled since 2020 when children were spending about 70 minutes on TikTok each day. Uh, TikTok says it doesn't allow children under the age of 13 on its video sharing platform. Snapchat, still the most popular messaging app among children. They spend about 95 minutes a day on it. Now, the only thing I'll say, I know people will be shocked two hours a day on TikTok. Um, They're probably using TikTok the same way when we were children, we would have watched television. Um, because this is their sort of version of TV is watching short clips on TikTok. So if you were to say children use the TV for two hours a day, I'm not sure people, <coughs> excuse me, would be uh, as up in arms as they would be about this. But they're glued to TikTok, it would seem, according to the Telegraph. Inside then the Times of London, we're talking about alcohol and AI And uh, this is kind of offensive if you think that you look young because AI technology that guesses the age of shoppers buying alcohol is going to be introduced to supermarkets in the UK. And you can assume that if it's happening in the UK, it'll probably be rolled out here at some stage. So what the technology does is it uses cameras installed on the tills to scan customers' faces and if they believe a person is underage, his or her ID will be checked by a shop assistant and apparently they'll also allow the use of digital IDs which use an app to prove a person's age rather than a driving license or a passport. Um, Tesco, Asda, Morrisons and the co-op have been part of trials with the cameras on the self-service tills. Also this means when you go up for example to Tesco and buy alcohol uh, you don't have to wait for the uh, shop assistant to come over to you. You just do it yourself because the camera will scan you and say, yeah, you're definitely over the age of 25. It's already offensive when you press the button uh, or when they come over and press the button, which says, I think the customer is clearly over 25 and you sort of get upset by that. But now the computer will do the work for you. Staying with alcohol and the mail tells us that there's now uh, some divine intervention when it comes to alcohol because Pope Francis has said that wine is a gift from God and a true source of joy for drinkers. Now, he was speaking at a private audience with Italian winemakers in the Vatican and the Pope joked... 
this seems like a drunk pope. He told the group, wine, land, agricultural skills and entrepreneurialism are gifts from God. The Creator has entrusted them to us because we make them a true source of joy. So he says wine is great. Then in the next sentence, he says that the winemakers need to reflect on the moral and ethical responsibilities stemming from their work. So it's either great or it's bad for you. The Pope is a bit more confused uh, about it. Final story comes from the star today and they're looking at our favourite speeches of all time. Martin Luther King's iconic I Have a Dream speech has been voted the most inspirational address of all time. The legacy of that speech is incredible. It was made in 1963 and still so many people can recite part or all of that speech. Uh, This is according to a new poll which found that the talk which was delivered in Washington on the 28th of August 1963 was considered to be the most powerful of all time among those polled. Uh, Obviously he called for equal civil and economic rights and an end to racism in the US. Second on the list of best speeches was Winston Churchill's We Shall Fight Them on the Beaches speech which was given in 1940 a year after the outbreak of World War II. In third place was Nelson Mandela's 1964 speech Prepared to Die, uh, made while in court as he faced the death penalty. And uh, then we also have in fourth place Winston Churchill again, Battle of Britain speech. And uh, in fifth is a more recent speech, which was made back in 2020 by Britain's Queen Elizabeth, which was We Will Meet Again. Do you remember that COVID speech that she made to the camera? That is uh, the top five Best speeches of all time, according to that survey. You can read more about that in the Star, but that's a look at this morning's papers. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk.